Who who is that beautiful meatloaf? Uh, right by the window. Uh, yeah, that's Olympia. She's a Maine Coon. She's very friendly. She will love you if you walk up and uh, and allow her to smell you before you pet her. Oh, that's definitely gonna happen. Yeah, she's the best. I used her as a pillow last night for a while, <laughs> which she loves. Uh, I'm generally a cat person. Yeah, I just got a dog. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you can be both. Yeah. Oh yes, you can be. For both. sure. Grew up with a cat, and now I have a dog. Mm-hmm. I think you can be neither too. Oh yeah, you can yeah. be a both. You can be an well, either or. I mean, you can be a person who's incapable of loving. Yeah, that's what I meant. Right. <laughs> I used of course, to, you don't understand. You're a robot. Yeah. I used to be a cat person, and then I died inside. Right. <laughs> Wait, there was a point where you were a cat person. Oh yeah, what? Uh, in fifth grade, I was. I begged desperately, mercilessly for uh-huh. for a cat, and then and got you did, one. Oh, you did get one for for Christmas. And what happened? <laughs> It lived for a very long time. Well, did you love it? Yeah. Yeah? And Well, for the first half, and then by the second half, I was just there. <laughs> you were over it. So, do you remember the specific moment where your love for your cat died? No. I remember when the cat died. Sure. Because we put it down. Saw mm. my dad cry. Oh, yeah. I'm out. Yeah. We, we took him to, to smoke to the vet. Dad cried. And I was like, why am I not crying? Oh yeah, dead inside. Dead inside. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Forgot once about that. that once the cat was lost. So it's sort of like you gave the cat your anima. And I did not give the cat an anima. And we are here today with the cast and well, part of the cast and producer of All Comma Alone from the show over at Huge Theater. Uh, hi, gentlemen. Hello. 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 Yeah. What? <laughs> well, it is not a huge produced uh, production. It yeah. is a uh, it is a Gregory Park, Parks production. Jam. Uh, it's a Greg Parks jam. Uh, Greg oh Parks God. jam or a, a, a Greg Parks joint. Joint. It's a, a Spike Parks Lee joint. joint. <laughs> uh, I don't even. Oh <laughs> what, man, what, which, I haven't which even one thought of it, it in that term. Holy cow. Yeah. You get to decide that, that just right makes now. Me, holy crap! That just was a <laughs> small <laughs> amount of anxiety. Well, you you, you have a- Emmett's turn to decide. So today we have with us uh, Emmett Cowan. Yeah. No, yeah. That, that was, is that what I was supposed no, to do? No, say that was my exactly name? Exactly right. Okay, sweet. I said my name. Uh, and Emmett, uh, which which performers don't we have with us today? Uh, well, several, but yes. Several performers are not here. Do you have any idea? Oh, who each of them have, names? Yeah, they have uh, names, and you'd love for me to say them. I right would like now. that. People. Also, what are, their sh- what are their shows called? No, fuck oh. that. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, I, I, oh, I know that. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Producer That's the producer's this. job. Okay, right. Emmett, you name them. Greg will have to say what their show is. Wait, right. uh, well, Jane White, who performs Herstrionics. Yeah. Megan Wolf, who performs Mega Wolf. Uh, James Roan. Who performs Troubadour. Troubadour. And, okay, from here, things get a little trickier, because I'm not sure, did uh, Maddie Gibba ever step in? No, we were trying, I I was trying to get Maddie, and at one point she thought her schedule would work out, and we both thought it would be the best thing ever if Maddie could make an appearance during the run. To perform. To perform, does not play well with with others. others. Yeah, Maddie Gibba does not play well with others. I was trying to, like, do I have the name correct? Yes. Um, But, yeah, that, that, uh, that didn't work out, so hopefully... In a future run, mm-hmm. once but, I 
and uh, then uh, John. Uh, yeah, John Haynes. We had Haynes. John Haynes fill in last week, and his solo improv is called "Voices in My Head." Right. And we also have had Becky Wilkinson Hauser. Did I totally jump on you, Emmett? No, I was not going to remember that. (laughs) We also uh, we've also had Becky Wilkinson Hauser fill in for a couple of dates. And what's her show called? I don't remember. Hers is called Solo Ensemble. That's it. Okay. Oh, I almost forgot. Wait. Oh, uh, and uh, Gregory Parks. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And that's all there is. Uh, there's me, Gregory Parks. Thanks. Good pickup, Emmett. And my solo improv is titled Where I Am Now. Right. And then myself, Emmett Cowan, with Hi, Hi. I'm, I'm Emmett. Emmett. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Uh, which is appropriate because that's your name. Yeah. yeah. It used to be Hi, I'm Peter, but then I stopped going by my first name. Right. So then uh, there's, a, there's a huge uproar. A yeah. lo- I lost a lot of followers. Right. No, I know. Uh, it's like when uh, when uh, Dylan went electric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People were not okay with it. Well, it's like uh-huh. when Prince switched to the symbol. Yeah. Yeah. We, and, and All Alone, uh, Emmett's involvement with All Alone is part of reclaiming that fan base and convincing people, hey, he's the same guy. Right. He's just going by a different name. He's same quality, same You know, I think we could antics. debate for a long time whether or not he's the same guy philosophically. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. That's true. I don't think of myself as the same guy. Right. You can't step in the same river twice. Uh, true. Wow. Wow. Uh, that's deep. Yeah. Or shallow, depending on the river. The river. Yeah. <laughs> and as always today, I am joined by Philip Simondet, and uh, my solo improv would just be called "Dying Alone." <laughs> uh, and of course, your host, as always, is Matthew McLeod, and I would join Philip on stage for "Dying Alone." <laughs> <laughs> just to ruin it for me. Yeah. Just so that I couldn't to be, be alone. a thorn in your side. Actually, because if I had to die alone, I would only want to die alone with you, Philip. So, uh, guys, this is a it's an interesting one because really we're uh, we're we're here to talk about the show all alone, which is a, it's a series of solo improv, which for a lot of people is absolutely fucking terrifying. Oh uh, yes, and, but um, but also I want I want to dig into a little bit of what each of your shows are about, but um, mostly kind of talk about the nature of being up there by yourself and the techniques that are involved to be a solo improviser. Both of you two do extremely different things when you're up there. I've noticed that too. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Um, Which, uh, which I'm guessing is both freeing and, uh, and difficult because the onus is a hundred percent on you. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so to be able to get started, let's talk just a little bit. If you could describe what your individual shows are like, uh, and then in a little while, we'll talk about how you came up with the idea to do a, a solo improv uh, okay. kind of feature. Um, right. But yeah, let's talk about your shows themselves first. Where I am now is actually the second solo improv I tried. I tried one. Uh, a few years ago at Improvagogo, and that was based on an idea of how I thought it would be cool to do an improv set that was inspired by a Ken Burns documentary. Oh. And that was inspired by, at, at one point in a short amount of time, I'd seen voices in my head, John Haynes, and I'd seen uh, Mega Wolf, mm-hmm. and then I'd seen 
Jill Bernard do drum machine. drum machine a few times. And I was intrigued and scared by the idea of doing solo improv. Right. So then I gave, I just signed up for improv a go-go and said, I'll give it a shot. And I did it and it went kind of well. I, I tweaked a little bit over those three mm-hmm. and then I left the city for a while, left the country and then wanted to do improv when I got solo improv again, when I came back and I had signed up for an improv a go-go slot with a friend of mine and we were going to do a duo, mm-hmm. but then he was in a show in Anoka and he was in rehearsals and he told me two days before that there was no way that with the oh, rehearsal schedule, he would be able to make it down for our <laughs> sure. set time. And then I contacted Butch. and I So said, you ended that friendship. And <laughs> yeah, like, oh, you jerk. This is so over until tomorrow. Yeah. And so then Butch said that it was okay for it to be just a solo. And that would just save him from screwing around for somebody else. And this is Butch Roy, the executive yes. director at Huge Theater. Yes, Butch oh, Roy. That, that Butch got it. And well, then, not I'm, everybody at home knows who that is. I'm feeling, <laughs> holy cow, I'm feeling that I've digressed from the question. So, it was what, it was, what was it about or what led me to do it? You know what? That's where you took it. Uh, right. But yeah, so then. Worst guest. No, no. Uh, <laughs> did, no, that'd be ha, Alex Collier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For everybody at home, Alex Collier is a total asshole. Uh, <laughs> um, worst person I've ever met. And friend of the show. Uh, <laughs> our, so at that point, had you conceived of what you were going to be doing or did you have to come up with it uh, on the, like basically within those two days? It was a little bit of both. Sure. A friend, my, my friend is another guy, is another actor who lives in the Twin Cities area. Mm-hmm. And he um, he's also he's also a clown, mm-hmm. also has Which you are. Background. You're, a, you're a trained clown. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he, he and I both were on Ringling Brothers, but at different times. Okay. So he and I were going to do, and we still have this plan, we're going to do it someday. Of something that was based a little more in clowning. Mm-hmm. So I decided that I, why the heck not try something in that vein, still incorporating that. And I decided that I was going to use the fact that Improvagogo is an experiment. Yeah, of course. <laughs> to just do a set with as little speaking as possible. Because most of, you know, all of the, solo improv I'd seen at the time was very verbally based. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so I wondered if it could be pulled off and if I could pull it off. And I was nervous as heck. And the first show went tremendously well. And I decided that I would stick with it and keep working on it and keep working with it. And people seemed to like it a lot. And I liked doing it. And so that's been what it's been for now. It was, it started out as trying to keep a spot, <laughs> trying to keep an improv a go-go spot. Sure. So. Well, and, and, and I think that uh, most people would say it's uh, scary enough to, to do a, a, a solo improv show. I mean, that's terrifying, but oh, to do yeah. a solo improv show where it's almost all goddamn space work <laughs> uh, and, and clowning and, I mean, it's it's physical. It's you know where I am now. Which, by the way, for the longest time, I thought it was where am I now. Yeah. Uh, I which I, I thought that the suggestions that you got at the beginning uh, from the audience was just them answering that question. 
<laughs> where am I now? And they're telling you in the in order where you're going. That would be a great twist. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to sign up for another Improvagogo slot. Sure. And, give that it, a track. and uh, it, uh, it justified my head just because I had inverted the words. For people who haven't seen your show, that's essentially what it is. It's you creating a plot line by yourself, typically. And, and sometimes not. Like you're, You interact with other people, but it's mm-hmm. uh, in a very uh, classic clowning uh, sort of way. And, and you create these simple but clear plot lines that uh, occur in these different places. And then you find a new place to go, basically. Is, am I getting yeah, it wrong? Yeah. After a while, I realized that I was, that a lot of my scenes were about making mountains out of molehills. Where there was this something that was... A tiny obstacle or something Tiny like obstacle that. or something that was mundane. Like a pebble in the shoe or something like that. And like, you know, all of a sudden the whole world right there is about that pebble in the shoe or about that. Yeah, but that's great. Itch on my back. That's Buster Keaton. That's, you know, all all sorts of uh, traditional comedy is based off of that very thing. Don't you think? Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. It's there's, there's a saying that is keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. So when you hear people talk about the kiss philosophy, yeah. Keep it simple, stupid. So, yeah, things that aren't simple can be enjoyable, like a freaking Rube Goldberg machine. Absolutely. Or, God, entire things devoted to people taking the long way around to get to something. But then there's also something about just that one focus. Like, all this dude wants is a freaking sandwich. Yeah. And, you know, things keep working against him. Or to open the banana. Yeah. Yeah. And everything just keeps working against him. Yeah. And it's just, eh. or, you know, there's this yeah. one simply ridiculous thing that this guy, this other guy finds pleasure in, you know, mm-hmm. he finds enjoyment in. And all of a sudden, you know, say, you know, this other guy gets the banana and there's mm-hmm. the one bite of banana and it's just the most beautiful thing. Oh, yeah. That sense wants, of accomplishment. Yeah. And then he just wants another bite of the banana and, oh, my God, this is better than the first, you know. It's it's just strange escalation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two of my favorite scenes that I've seen in your show. He's talking to Greg, not I, to Philip oh, or I. Okay, there we go. <laughs> uh, uh, our, uh, it, I think it's good examples of the ends of the spectrum that you can be in, which is one was it was like before a birthday party and you had streamers that you're hanging up with thumbtacks and you spent the genuine amount of time that it would take to put a thumbtack in the in a hard wall, uh, twist some streamer around, get to the a thumbtack in the right location, and then have the remember where your bucket of thumbtacks are and have it be just out of reach and then like readjust and like just watching somebody do something very mundane but accurately. And then the other scene is uh, you walked into a room very stressed out. You immediately grabbed a chair, an invisible chair, and propped it up in front of the doorway, uh, like locking the door shut. Then you walked behind the wall, and you were a dinosaur in Jurassic Park. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You spent... And you spent... enormous amount of time uh, by the door dealing with like animal instinct of like you caught the faintest whiff 
of like some there is some mammal inside of there that smells delicious so then you got curious about the doorknob and then started pressing against it and then for just like one gleaming moment you swung back around and was the terrified person cowering in fear but then you went back to hitting the door and then eventually the dinosaur gave up (laughs) (laughs) yeah i it's it's some ridiculous stuff. <laughs> you don't always get to get away with being ridiculous. But that's the fun, right? Yeah. You tried to that's open the... the door with your tail eventually. Like you like you <laughs> you used your arm and brought it in ba- and like everybody was on board. Yes, that is the dinosaur's tail go it was it was good. It was very good. I liked it. <laughs> so, Emmett, tell us about your show. Oh, okay. Uh, Which is very different. Yeah, it is. It's pretty. It's pre- okay. Which I'm glad that we were able to go so deep into what Greg does, because as yeah, as a near counterpoint, <sighs> talk about what you do. So I had a, a go go run mm-hmm. uh, that was hi I'm Peter. Which I'm sorry to interrupt you. Uh, for anybody who's unfamiliar with Improv Go Go, it's a show that's been running for uh, a little over actually I want to say almost 12 years now. And it was started by Five Man Job, which is a group that uh, Butch Roy has been consistently a part of since the beginning. And it originally, it's not always thought of this anymore, but it originally was designed for groups to experiment. Uh, it was designed for long-form groups to play, but it was also designed for people like, hey, I've got this idea. I don't know if it's going to fucking work. And here's Improvagogo. So, and you get you get a run of three shows. A run of to three shows out. to try it out on Sunday night. Yep. Yeah, which uh, it's a lovely thing that it even exists. A lot of towns don't even have something like this. Yeah, it's a fa- it's fantastic. And so, what I was going in there was just this was to try and do solo improv, and I wasn't scared. There was something. Especially as soon as the first show was done, it kind of clicked and made sense. Uh, I'm kind of always treating it as that experiment. I don't yeah. consider it having a form or structure. That's great. Because uh, uh, I don't know I've been I have been doing improv for seven years now. Is uh, that right? Yes. Ooh. Good God damn. Uh, and and, so, and how old are you? Just for the uh, audience, twenty one. Yeah, twenty one. A, a third of my life. <laughs> like uh, oh, wow. <laughs> and a 22 in less than a month. What? Uh, so it's basically like an op- an opportunity to like experiment and ask the like try theatrical endeavors that I wouldn't otherwise be able to. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I like the best about it is if I don't like an idea that I'm starting, I can immediately drop it and not disappoint a scene partner. Or mm-hmm. confuse them as to why I stopped mid-line, <laughs> thinking that was just a real dumb idea. Uh, it's been great. Every once in a while, I get to I spend time uh, scene painting, uh, like just really picturing something in my head, putting it on the stage, and then never using it. I will directly address the audience. I am kind. Of, people point out to me that I'm one to get meta or break the fourth wall a lot for those of you at home and for people at the table i did air quotes under the table (laughs) 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 it's just a lot of fun and huge theater is a fantastic place to be able to do this because well in the last run where it's hi i'm emmett 
Butch Roy has been the person in the tech booth. Oh man! And He's one, the, the tech booth, like the well, the tech that's available there, you can have any different color that you want. You can isolate light into yeah. one small area, and then the possibility of sound, sound are oh, endless. Uh, like especially with Butch, who will be ready. Like you just mention a lion once, and ten seconds later, there it can be standing right next to you, roaring. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, he can echo your own voice back at you. I mean, the, he, the shit that he can do is amazing. He did that with me last night. Did it freak you out? <laughs> no, it didn't freak me out because I because nice. I've I've had Butch behind the board yeah, a few sure. times. You trust Holy him. crap! Like sure. Emmett is speaking the <sighs> truth. Like Butch is on, and Butch loves it, and it's great having him up there. It, it a good tech person. Period is a scene partner. So even if you're doing oh, yeah. solo improv. You've still You're got a partner yeah. Yeah. at the person in the tech booth. But like last night, I I blew a horn to announce the arrival of another night, of another arrival. Each time a night came through and I had to lower the drawbridge. Mm-hmm. So I had to grow, go back, grab the horn, and I'd blow the horn, and he would echo my horn sound like every time. It was amazing speaking of castles one of my favorite spots was i was a i was a guard watched castle uh i was a guard (laughs) standing outside uh uh and i was talking back and forth with the king saying hey there's like an invading army coming we should probably deal with that and uh Eventually, there was a low murmur of like (laughs) rabble rousers like ah and then uh there was the faintest like of like an arrow being like <laughs> shot and then I fall down and at that exact instant he has the noise of the arrow hitting me it was oh it it is a two person set when oh, Butch oh. is in the booth yeah he is amazing there have been another couple of excellent tech people well there's uh, David Lipkin who's oh David who's Lipkin's basically great. Butch prodigy yeah <laughs> Bryce Call is great too. Yeah, Bryce did my first. Uh, would did tech for my Bradley's first two. Pretty pretty damn good himself. Oh man, Bradley Machoff. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Becky Becky Wilkinson Hauser also. Oh man, like there's so there's many more. I'm, uh, yeah, there's like everybody's like yeah. There's so many other people training. I think Andrea Ravitch is also also does tech and the people who do tech at. Gosh, Joe Mago. I'm really, I'm really just, happy to be. I live. Oh, uh, I live three blocks oh, from Huge now, so Sammy. I'm going to be. Ta- I'm going to learn oh, that nice, toy. Man. Oh <laughs> man, and that's. But that that's what. Yeah, like we're never we're never truly alone. Right. If if we're if we're on stage at Huge, and that's what I like about it. Although if you asked one of the tech people, it's like I really don't want anything extra. They'll just be like, okay, just fade up, fade down. That's mm-hmm. it. Um, oh yeah, they they won't participate if you don't want to. I I love talking about the tech. We're gonna hopefully have a tech show uh, ooh, at, at some yeah. point here. Um, and uh, but I want to get back to talking about a little uh, solo improv. If that's yeah, right with you. I yeah. I, uh, I I'd love to talk about. Uh, tech oh, tech. I think yeah. a big difference between our shows too is that I directly acknowledge the audience. Mm-hmm. I. Like during one of the shows, uh, my sister was in town for her birthday and I directly, I directly asked her for the suggestion and then would every once in a while have an aside with her and be mm-hmm. like, Hey, how are you enjoying the show so far? That was <laughs> Is fun. everything all right? I, I stopped to ask somebody how like tired they are. They seemed a little like, I don't know. 
Will Roberts uh, was in the audience during one show, and I uh, I scene painted a really nice race car, and then I sat down in it and immediately got back up and was like, no, I'm not going to use that, and everybody seemed disappointed, and then I yelled at Will, I was I I, I said to Will Roberts, you thought I was going to get in that race car, didn't you? <laughs> and he was like, nah, stupid Will Roberts. <laughs> But then the, the, the and, fun thing about that was that later than you did bring back the car, well, the, or, that's a, or, or brought back a car. Which is what I moments like. later, I sat down in a tractor, and then I was just sitting there really happy for a little bit. And then Butch Roy does the noise of a race car zooming by. <laughs> <laughs> that was so great. Another thing that I like is when you play more than one person in a scene. You only ever do the one half of the conversation, each Ooh. half of the conversation. That is a like a. So, what do you? How do you do your solo improv? Like the how do you do having more than one person? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I've I, I've seen the like jumping back and forth, which yeah. is very like oral interp style. Yeah, um, but yeah, you 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 take on just half, and then I'll let the audience fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, why did you decide to do that? It's what I lean towards. I'm willing mm-hmm. to do both. Sure. Uh, I think that it's uh, my the way that I'm puzzling out in my head is that it's too difficult for me to assume what the other person or like to get exactly what the other person would be. Are you imagining uh, more or less what they're saying? Like, like I in summary, maybe in summary, the first part uh, notion is like to establish like what they're emotional point sure. of view is what they want and uh yeah. yeah and so like just like really like is this person angry at me am i subservient uh mm-hmm. uh how uh how much status do i have in mm-hmm. this scenario and like really pretending that there's another person there right uh because like i won't play the other person very often but like they'll interrupt me Mm-hmm. Uh, or uh, I'll interrupt them, or they could leave the room, or be in the middle of an action, sure. like uh, hand, be handed something. I that was a tan- tangent no, that had no end. Um, <laughs> that, that, that that's something that I really enjoy is is that is that you just fill it in, mm-hmm. and I don't. To me, that's just assuming. That's number one, assuming the intelligence of the audience. Absolutely, yeah, and. You've already done so much by then to bring the audience along with you. So it's kind of like you're trusting the audience. You're telling the audience, like, I I trust you guys. And that I think that's a great thing. Because sometimes in comedy or even performing, sometimes there's this idea that's like, uh, they're just a bunch of rubes, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, which is, uh, that's a bad assumption to make. Yeah. Uh, It's interesting. I I think of uh, Bob Newhart. A lot uh, when I think of solo improvisers, I mean, he always he always played in an ensemble, but he always had moments where he was uh, solo. I mean, one of the things that he's known for is he is the best uh, one-sided conversation guy ever. Like, if you ever uh, want to see genius at work, look up on YouTube or what the fuck ever uh, Bob Newhart uh, phone conversations. Uh, and watch him have a one-sided phone conversation. 
It is oh, wow. amazing to watch. Uh, and, and the thing that he did is he was playing his character, which was always mild-mannered, but he was always way fucking smarter than that. He knew the information that the audience needed to get to be able to understand what was happening, but he would always give it in these bro- uh, broken... Bro- no, sir, I, I, I'm... Uh, I'm trying to say that, uh, you know, he would give it in these broken, like trying to be polite sort of ways. Like, uh, and so there are these, all of these layers going on, even though it's a completely solo moment. Um, do you find that when you're uh, delivering that there are more layers than you would think? I mean, common sense says that if you're alone up there, the freedom part of it is that you get to direct everything and that you get to keep it simple. Keep it simple, stupid. Mm-hmm. But in reality, uh, when I watch uh, a lot of solo improv, I see a lot of things to keep track of and a lot of layers happening because your character and actor and director all at the same time. How do you see it when you're up there? How do I see the whole staging and arrangement of things? And um, that was a broad magic. question following a long sta- set of statements. Um, <laughs> but right. but really, I, I guess what I'm looking for is, do you intentionally play with the, the layers and the depth that you can play with? Uh, and has that changed since you started being a, a, a solo improviser? Uh, I'm guessing at first it was like, oh, fuck, I just need to get through the set. <laughs> uh, and uh, at least that's how I would be if I was doing it. Duos are hard enough. Um, and uh, I'm wondering if things eventually slow down and you can start to pay attention to here's what the character wants here. But then here are the different dynamics that are happening. Like Greg, for example, you talked about how uh, you build it. You have these very simple wants such as, uh, you know, wanting to open a banana or whatever it is. Um, you find all these different obstacles and these different surprising kind of left of center ways to build in new things that are becoming difficult for the character to achieve his or her goals. Uh, and so I guess what I'm wondering is how easy are you able to kind of analyze the scene, the game of the scene, the, uh, you know, the character, what the audience sees as the character. I mean, cause you are directing while you're yeah. playing. You I, see, do you see where I'm going with this? I think I, yeah. think I can take a stab at it. Yeah. Sure. One, while I'm doing a, a solo performance, the, the, uh, the way that I do it, I am directly and kind of intentionally stepping away from trying to do a narrative piece. Right. Something that is like, okay, we have a beginning, middle, and end. Sure. Like, like there are some sets where in the first five minutes, you have established a lot of promises. All right, there's a princess in a castle. We have to go fight that dragon. Sure, yeah. Uh, but there, with in an improvised situation, like you, there's no way of... Uh, it's very difficult to gauge time and keep all those balls in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said to hell with that kind of intentionally, and just said, and it's basically a montage where uh, if I want to stop a scene, I can, and it's going to be in a completely different place. Mm-hmm. But the part that's really interesting to me on that is the very. It's very difficult for some for it to be truly completely different. I, I'm still the same person that I was like that I was ten seconds ago. Even though now I'm playing a woman trying on shoes, mm-hmm. like uh, a lot. I, I've noticed that some of my sets have been uh, coming full circle completely on accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had one where I had a 
the for opening scene was me finding a book and realizing that it belonged to somebody else and running to give it to them. The scene did not finish, but mm-hmm. then right at the end, I remembered that and uh, did the same kind of run and handed a person the book. That was not intentional or planned. It was really just a happy accident. There's no intentional organization, but there is... uh, I'm not promising you that I'm going to return to this, but I'm giving myself the option to. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that has been great. Mm Because there there are some ideas where just seeing the start of it, getting immersed in a different world for a moment... That's all you needed to do. Mm-hmm. It's getting a group of people to be willing to imagine. There is only a person wearing normal, pretty close to normal street clothes on the stage in a room in Minneapolis. That is a difficult thing to like get people to be like, okay, now we're in Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Or to feel the weight of the emotion of like, this person is being held at knife point in an alley. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, like a lot of improv is it's improv comedy. That's what I tell people who don't know what it is mm-hmm. because it's very uh, it's it's easier because there are there are a lot of laughs in a show, mm-hmm. uh, but it's uh, a lot of them are because of recollection. Well, the fact that we are able to recognize what this person is doing, uh, that we see is, ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, I would react that way, or I'd understand why somebody would react that way. Mm-hmm. That, or, or I've thought about that and never expressed it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh my God, I've done that. Yeah. Like last night, I wound up making, going off of the suggestion guacamole, I actually wound up like first being a guy, he was dipping his chips in and he was picky about which chip, you know, because, oh, I don't want this this fragment of a chip. I want this full chip. And then, Oh, there's too much guacamole. Oh, too little, too much, too little. And then eventually I decided like, hmm, I'm going to make a sandwich with guacamole and tortilla chips. Oh, that's good. What if I make it a double decker? Screw it. I'm making a freaking Dagwood. Yeah. <laughs> Just the stack of sandwiches. Um, you know, again, like, because like that's Emmett, imagination. Yeah. That's fun. Exactly. Like, exactly. Like Emmett, like Emmett said, it's like, you know, things like that. I didn't plan. I'm just like, okay, chips and guacamole. But then you get to a point where I, I know for me tend to do so far. I've tend, I've tended to do contained scenes. I haven't even, mm-hmm. I haven't even thought of experimenting with continuation. Scenes. Yeah, oh, yeah. With continuation. So now I've got an interest like, Hmm, stroking my chin about that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I try to have a complete thing and not take it too long. The, as far as layers, I try to keep in mind a beginning, middle, and end sort of structure. Mm-hmm. The middle, th- there are times, you know, I get to a point where I'm like, I need to do something. Something needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And then I have to do something to escalate. I was I was um, working with another improviser about... Uh, with space work or the the mime mime stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> the mime I was working with the space work with the oh gosh uh, teach us about the mime I'm looking on <laughs> up on the internets uh, and tubes. <laughs> back in aught six and I think I in in talking about things with him I came to a revelation 
wow, that made it sound a lot deeper. But no, I had a realization that the way I progress is like like a choose your own adventure mm-hmm. sort of thing where something happens and then I have two choices. It can escalate one way or de-escalate. It's like watching, it's like watching a pachinko ball fall down the thing. It's like, you know, it hits a peg, it can mm-hmm. only go two ways. Hit a peg, only go two ways. But at the bottom, there are all these different holes these different slots that a ball could fall into mm-hmm. well that it's the same way it's like oh you know i'm just making two choices it's and like uh, do i or don't reverses. i yes exactly does this does this mm-hmm. go this way or that way so you know it's like okay well if i'm successful this time instead of being unsuccessful mm-hmm. you know then when i get to this point again what happens is it something else yeah that gets in the way or you know so that's about the closest I get to structure and layering, mm-hmm. I also sometimes establish patterns and we establish patterns. Wow, I said we. Hmm. Not that wasn't a royal we. It's uh, sometimes performers establish a pattern specifically so that the pattern can be broken. Mm-hmm. Or you can take the pattern to just ridiculous lengths. But you know, and that's a laugh of, you know, that brings realizations like realization. Once the pattern's broken, then that's boom. Oh, expectation is either met or defied. Mm -hmm. I, I like that breaking it. Uh, it, you kind of broke every moment of your scene down into, well, I only have two choices. Uh, Mm -hmm. and I kind of like that thought process. I, I've been thinking a lot lately about how, uh, good storytelling is all is very binary like there's really there's good and there's evil there's david versus goliath like you have something that is uh that juxtaposes really well if you're gonna make one decision you just follow that path of just going down that until for good reason you you can decide otherwise defy the expectation or continue following it mm-hmm. <laughs> it's also about uh, part of it is also learning to be okay with filling with fulfilling an expectation. Mm-hmm. Like it's like watching it's like watching the Robin Hood Daffy episode of Looney Tunes mm-hmm. over and over. If you watched it and there wasn't the quarterstaff fight or his bill flips up or if he wasn't running into the tree every time, mm-hmm. then you would be completely, you'd be completely put out, fed up. You'd throw the table over. You're like, what is this? You supposed to fall in front, fall into the tree, you know? Um, so sometimes I've found it actually better to, instead of going, Oh, screw expectations. Like, Oh, okay. I've built this up, hmm. you know, because ultimately, cause I'm not up there for, you know, I'm up there. We're up there to entertain the audience. We're not, you know, at the end of it all, we're not up there really to serve ourselves because otherwise the audience is just watching us up there scratching our own backs. And, you know, it's like, oh, hey, we're masturbating on stage and you're just there to watch, you know, you're stroking your own ego. But yeah, sometimes following and fulfilling that expectation is the strongest choice you can make. Speaking of someone who always leaves expectations unfulfilled I thought you said has masturbated on stage I was, uh, dude I had so many things to choose from there <laughs> oh, did I speaking say of someone who will always masturbate on stage 
Speaking of, do you want me to keep going? Go, yeah, let's get all of them out. Okay. Them all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 speaking of some somebody who will, uh, oh shit, I can't remember the third one that I had. I was gonna do. Uh, you uh, just uh, fucked up our expectations. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking <laughs> of somebody who will uh, leave, uh, whatever, leave, leave your you expectations unfulfilled. Leave you wanting more, but not in the good way. Um, yeah. Speaking of someone who can't satisfy you. Yeah, that's what it was. Oh, Can't satisfy ow. your expectations. <laughs> Now's the time of the show where I throw the microphone over to Philip Simondet for a brand new segment that we call Philip's Corner. Corner. It's Philip's Corner. Uh, thank you. Welcome to Philip's Corner. This is the part of the show where uh, we reveal that it's not a solo podcast. It's not just Matt. There's a second person here, and now he's going to ask questions. What? That's a trick. It's a reveal. Uh, I'm going to look into your eyes and ask you a question. For those of you at home, he's looking into Emmett Cowan's eyes. And Emmett Cowan is making air quotes underneath the table. (laughs) Emmett, what is something you prefer to do alone that's normally done in a group? Ooh, I was going to say origami, uh, but then uh, you uh, you defied my... Okay. Uh, well, I meant like there's things that everyone no. does alone. What's mm-hmm. a thing that you do alone that you could do in a group? Did, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting on this one. <sighs> I'm also intrigued by the origami answer. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, 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 I like myself some folding paper. Uh, yeah? Uh-huh. How'd you, how long have you been doing that? Uh, more than seven years. Really? Yeah. You've been origamiing more than you've been improving. Yeah, for sure. That was a childish thing, a childhood thing. How did you get into that? What did you teach yourself? Yeah. Parents gave me square paper. They were like, oh, you like doing that. Okay. <laughs> in that, like, you can figure out shapes yourself, or you, like, find books? I, I got books okay. uh, on it, and then uh, there there was some puzzling. I, f- I made a, a, a flamingo of my own design. <gasps> Wow, Mm -hmm. that's impressive. Yeah, that's a lot of spatial reasoning. It's a lot of time on your own. Don't have to. (laughs) (laughs) I am a. Is this post Wonder Kids because you missed them? Oh no! I I, that was actually uh, way before Wonder Kids. I mean, I told you before improv. But uh, oh, I do miss them. I see them when they come into town. They are great people. Actually, oh, I don't really know them that well. I was just saying. Every once in a while, Nick Moen will call me. Uh, he's like all business major. Well, he he's all businessman who doesn't do improv much anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he taught like he'll get, take long phone calls that are just basically, hey, uh, if we open a theater, this is how we're gonna do it. <laughs> with the steps that we got to be taking right now, and like, uh, I don't, yeah. <laughs> William Kennedy is a bit a best foreign. Uh William Kennedy, shout out to you. What what? Uh Laura Mulcahy, Rose Gottlieb, uh the you know, the others who are like in the ever exchanging group. Uh I know uh, you know, I, I would mm, uh, mouth noises. <laughs> That's most of what this podcast is. Uh-huh. Just just could you do some more mouth noises well, yeah, to fill would, time. Would you like to ask me Gregory Parks a question? <laughs> For those of you at home, Gregory Parks just stepped away to use the restroom, then got back and used a funny voice. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it is me, Gregory Parks. Oh, man, that's rough on my 
voice. I shouldn't do that. <laughs> oh, man. Greg. Yes. Well, to finish you, answering my oh, question. The answer was still going. More, wait, more mouth noise? You, did you have more mouth noise? I, I, know, I, know, I, I, would, I would like to put up. The, the, the things that I prefer to do alone uh, when I could be with others is that I am a person who's very happy to be alone doing things. I uh, I think when I'm in social situations, I do rather well, and most people would think that I'm extroverted, uh, but I definitely do. Uh, I do more than twiddle my thumbs when I am in a space by myself. That's my final answer. Yeah. Uh, can we see the board? That was the number one answer. All right. Yay. Fantastic. Oh, way to go. Good answer. Good answer. Yeah. Good answer. Yeah. Good answer. Yeah. That's why he's on the team. Greg. Yes, sir. What impressions do you do the best? Oh, my God. You just asked that question. Uh, wow. Uh, I told myself that I would actually make a list of these. Um, I do farts really well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh man, it's amazing how when you actually get asked the question, then your brain goes blank. Um, That's why you need that list. <clears throat> exactly, exactly. You've just proven why I need to have that list on my phone. Uh, the first one that comes to mind is George Takei. Uh, I also have been fond of doing an impression of Megatron circa Beast Wars. <laughs> and. Uh, some friends and I uh, would have entire conversations speaking as either the mayor of Townsville or Professor Farnsworth. Occasionally I'll throw a Zap Brannigan in somewhere. Uh, <laughs> Michael Dorn as Worf. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, holy cow, so many different ones. Uh, I really like doing Gollum and Smeagol. Uh, one time for a talent show on a show that I was touring with I did a scene from Ferris Bueller's Day Off as Gollum and Smeagol as opposed instead of doing doing it as Ferris and Cameron like the part where the part where he calls in and then you know and then he smacks the phone out of his hand and there's the whole why'd you kick me where's your brain why'd you kick me where's your brain and then I mashed that up with, <laughs> with the two towers thing uh, nobody likes you and so that was yeah those are those are impressions that I really enjoy doing okay let's check Did the board the, uh Gollum and Smeagol's number one sweet oh, <laughs> oh, excellent yes <laughs> That's why you're on the yes okay. excellent uh, and then uh, working as a team, there's there's three more sp- spots up on the board. <laughs> uh oh. Uh, the category yeah, is lunchboxes. Category is lunchboxes. Ooh, all right. What's uh, what are the three? We asked a hundred. We asked a hundred people. A hundred people and asked them what lunch are the lunchboxes. <laughs> the question. Yeah. The, que- the question was lunchboxes, and the top three answers are on uh, the board. Uh, oh, you have to answer it together, I think, right? Wait, is this a yes or no question? I don't know. <laughs> the, the, it's a very flawed, flawed uh, my, premise. Wait, 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 no, no. Uh, uh, my guess, my, uh, is this a yes or no question? Let's check the board. Survey says, sting. Woo. Ooh, number two. Number oh, two. Wow, 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 wow. Uh, Greg, yeah. 17 people said it. Yeah, Do Greg. we have to answer? Oh, oh I thought you said it's we were answering to together. Oh, but I, I thought we had to do You'd go down the line. you go down the line. Um, lunchboxes. Oh. Uh, Survey says, 
Ching. That was the number one answer. Oh, just mouth noises? No, no, lunchboxes. Lunchboxes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that was uh, repeated, six, just repeating what the question was. Sixty-eight people said 68 it. Sixty-eight people. That was the first thing out of their mouth. Wow. And now what did, I, what I think the last one you one guys final, should say together. Yeah. One final uh, thing on the board. Please respond as a at the same time. What? what? I bought some pottery the other day. The survey says. Ting! What? In parentheses, yes. I bought some pottery the other day. Yes! Two people! This has been Family Feud. Group mind works again. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. 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 Phillips Corner. Yay! Phillips uh, Corner. <laughs> Phillips Corner. Outro music here. Awesome. <laughs> Oh, great impression of a fart. Thank you. You guys are marvelous. Ready to do that? My husband Brad and I approve. <laughs> now Megatron. Hmm. Perhaps Waspinator isn't as foolish as I thought after all. Nice. Yes. You guys ready to do some improv? Yes. Next up, Brad. Montague, can you get in here? <laughs> Yes, sir. What do you need? The f- the Fowley's patella tendon is broken. Who's? Sorry? The Fowley's. The Fowley's? Our newest patient. The, okay. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get right in there. Sorry. All right. <laughs> sorry, sir. Sir. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Patellar tendon. Oh, is that what is that what's wrong? Mr. It hurts so bad. Mr. Farrelly? Yeah. No You're... relation to anyone. I'm an orphan. Are you one of Nope, I'm nope no relation to anyone you Why know. Why are you holding a, a movie camera then? No, it's just a self funded documentary about says, myself. Just an auto doc. On your chart it says Farrelly brother. Nope. Yeah, no no relation though. Like like you make movies. No. Okay. Nope, nope, you would not recognize any of my work. Okay. Uh just just a guy with a, a hurt leg here. I'll uh I'll take a look at your I'll take a look at your leg. Is this hurt? Ah Nope. Okay. <laughs> nope. I'm fine. I can get back to filming. I think it might be torn. I'm totally good. No, 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 t- don't worry about it. I think it's a torn no. torn patellar tendon. No, I yeah, I can tripod it. I'll uh, just put it on a tripod. No, I think I think that it's No, I'm fine. I'm fine. Can, um, so can I go? Can you release me? Uh, I, I'm sorry. I'm, put, uh, I'm putting you on a heroin drip right now. What? 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 Yeah, we're out what? of morphine. I'm putting what? you on a heroin drip. What? Oh, man. Uh, hey, I didn't want you to know this, but I make cool movies with my brother. We're making this as one right now. It's set in a hospital in the 50s. It's real cool. You're going to love it. You should be in it. Yeah, you're in it. You're in it now. You're the lead. Okay, your line. Lights. Uh, action. Uh, doctor, it appears that we don't have the facilities that we need to handle all of our emergencies. God damn it! I knew it was a bothering pile of billfolds to be even bothering with you. Doctor, 
I love the way you talk. Oh, don't you seduce me again. Oh, I will. You want to step into the orderly's office and make out like two doctors should? If I followed you right now, I'd be stepping on the toes of every toe I've stepped on before. Let's do this. Careful. Oh, yeah. Mouth noises. Mouth noises. This is the moment I've been waiting for. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> These cookies. Oh, I finally have the formula for Grandma's cookies. <laughs> And I've baked my own batch. <laughs> Who is it? Special delivery. Okay, uh, just just a moment, just a moment, just I, a moment. I, I just have, just have a special. All right, I'm coming. Te- I'm coming. I have a message, message for you. Uh, hi. Hi, Scar. Just want I heard them smell some cookies. Um, no, no cookies. No, no I, cookies here, I Jared. No cookies. I smell some cookies. I wanted to come over and eat some cookies with you. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't make it. I can't bake. You know, I just burn everything. Ah, <laughs> your even... windows were open and the smells were often back behind your house. I smelling some cookies over here. No, 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 get away, get away. I can't have these cookies. No, I want Hello? It's good. I smell cookies. I haven't had sugar in over three weeks. I want some cookies. Fine. I Yeah. Casey. Yeah. Terrence. Oh. I did make cookies. I like your couch in the living room. It's nice. Jared. What? Yeah? Casey. Uh-huh. Terrence. Uh-huh. I'm going to strike a deal with you guys. Give me some cookies. Is this a family photo album? I'm going to look at your stuff. You each get one cookie. Yeah! What did uh, I say? We each get some cookies. Terrence, that's not what I said. What did I say, Terrence? We each get some cookies. What is some? That's right. Um, yeah. How much milk can we get? How much no milk? milk? What? You can't have a cookie without milk. No. I used the last of milk to make the eggs this morning. Oh, oh come on, man. Oh, gentlemen. You know what? I've got water. Gentlemen. Water cookies? No, got it. That's not a saying. I smell some milk. Ooh, he's a man of milk. I smell some milk. I smell some milk. I smell some milk. He's unbeatable. Fine. Fine. Okay. Fine. I've got some milk. Oh, yeah. Who's the old lady in this picture? That's my grandmother. Oh, she she has a nice sweater. That's her recipe of cookies that I used. I want a glass with a wide rim so I can dip my cookie in it. 
I want to dip it. I don't care how wide my cookie is. I like to break it in half oh. or quarters, depending on what's necessary. I'm just happy with this deal. Okay. Jared. Yeah? Here's your one cookie. Casey. Here's your one cookie. Oh, I think you're doing me. a bad idea for saving me for last. Plate. I'm just building up. For me. Fine. Fine. Presentation's half of the meal. Oh my gosh, my expectations are mounting. Here, on the plate. Terrence. What's that over there? This. What's that over there? Oh my gosh, a fire behind you? Did they start, did the fire stop? Just look the other way, Rook. I left the fireplace because it was cold. Well, it's it's not in the fireplace anymore. You should look at it because you guys see that too. Terrence. Stop trying to fool the man out of his cookies. All right. Uh, Fine. I will look, but these cookies are coming with me. That was a smart move that he made there. So, uh, it's, uh, it's your standard bug collection. Oh, well, thank you very much, Doctor. I I find that intriguing. That's Thank you for coming in today. Please, please, uh, don't call me Doctor. Okay. Uh, just call me James. All right, James. Thank you very much. Uh, this has been James uh, from the University of Ketchikan Entomology Department. And Thank we're out. Much. Oh, sweet God. Oh, those cicadas were freaking me out. Uh, that is a disgusting Whoa. habit. Okay. I, I, I don't even know how you are a local celebrity. This was a, this was a really fun interview up until what, what just happened. Why... By the sun and change. I'll mop it up. Thank you, oh. Adam. Oh, yeah, thanks, God. Adam. Okay, for some reason, you think it's okay uh, to wear clothes. You may have a mess all over. All right, I got it. Well, I, I'd like, I'd like to, I'd like to say that I, I don't know what to say. You guys seemed very. Very good interviewers. It was a nice. It was a nice experience. We're a pro- prof- well, professionals. But yeah, it, thank you, James. What do you just need me to leave? I'll take my bug soup and uh, get out of here. Well, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. well, the slip I mean, and that's a, there's no there's no other. The, the interview is done. The mm-hmm. slip and slide was you. yours. So do you, do you still want that? The yes, we'll we'll clear that. We'll clear that. We'll deflate it. You you don't know up. what you did wrong, do you? I really. All right, I'll deflate it. Thank you. Thanks, Adam. Thank you. It's going to take a while. I'm going to sit on it. Oh, there's more mess. I got to go clean. There's more. I missed some. I'm going to go get my mouth. Well, thankfully, it's just water. Thank you. You see how hard Adam works, James. And did you notice how you've treated everybody since you got in here? Was I condescending? You know what? Was Forget I con- it. You, I, I just know a lot. I just you, know if, a lot about bugs. If you can't figure it out, then you don't deserve to know. Okay. Am I right, Jack? You are totally right, Ted. I got it. Thank you, Adam. I, I don't Sitting want on it again, deflating it. I don't want you to be surprised by this or anything, but there is some on the ceiling. Oh, so. for James. I get the ladder. I saw that happen when Thank it, you, Adam. When it you first just... started. I told you about it. I thought that's nice. That, right, uh, sometimes I'm spirited about w- w- what my passions are. I don't... You know, it's, 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 not, it's not your passions. It's not your passions for... 
for blending entomology and cooking. It's it's not it's not that. You're just so you know detached. You're uninvolved. There, there was no there was no gross out factor. There was yeah. no down homey factor. You were just bland. One note. You were a plateau. A plateau. I, all I, the way. James. I get it. I get it. It's it's. This makes sense now. It doesn't make for good radio. Jealousy. That's what it is. What? When you see such talent in front of you, it's difficult, right? Uh, I, I, I can't do this anymore. I, I don't Jack, know if I'm, I can handle I'm this. I'm done. Like, what is it? I'm Wait, what, what are you getting? Why? No, uh, no, no. Jack, we're just. It, it has been a lot of fun working with you. Is that a catapult? Thank you, Ted. Please, well, please. But I am. I'll, I'll get all prepared a catapult. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. Thank you. I... No, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna. Why are the... How do these doors lock from the inside? Mm. It's special. Lock and loaded. Well, Thank you, Adam. I'm not gonna step in. I am gonna step Don't in. Fly, Jack. And... No, it's not for you, James. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> That lucky bastard. Oh, I forgot to open the window. I'll clean that up. Mm. Thank you, Adam. All right, gentlemen, get in here. It's your final day of clowning school. <laughs> oh, my God. No way. <laughs> are, are you guys ready for your um, final exam? Yeah, my, my clubs are all polished, and uh, my, my shoes are all polished. I've... Uh, my my wig is brushed. <laughs> I'm all ready. And where and where, oh, where the where the hell is Mackenzie? <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> I think Mackenzie. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. There he is. <laughs> yeah, I can feel <laughs> him coming. <laughs> hey, Mackenzie. <laughs> there goes the curve. I have no chance. <laughs> All right, I'm going to give each of you a chance to be as hilarious as you can be for 15 seconds. Oh, who? <laughs> All right, Jekylls. Okay. <laughs> you're up. 15 seconds. You start now. Go. Uh, uh, look how big these shoes are. <laughs> Walk uh, it's hilarious. Go. Uh, Keep uh, going. Oh, uh, uh, flower? Flower. Oh, hey, flower. there's water coming that's out. Right. Yeah, that's, right. that's really nice. <laughs> Cartwheel. Yep. Hey, yep. Ooh, uh, oh, and oh, hey, you're rubbing your eyes like you just oh, got. Oh, 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 yep, that's hilarious. And you're done. Okay. <laughs> do? Well, you'll find out in a bit. All right. All right. Um, and uh, is this right? You changed your name to Stacy the Clown? I, I did. I, I thought it would be, you know, people. You know, could more identify with it, you know, because some people get freaked out. I mean, oh, that's true. All right, you know, I'm not I'm here just... to judge your name, just your ability. Thank you, Stacy. Be hilarious. 15 seconds. Okay. Um, I've been practicing on the unicycle, as you can see. <laughs> uh, well, that's really funny. Keep going. Yeah. Okay. Oh, hey, yeah, hey, you almost fell. Whoa. I... Oh, hey, 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 you almost <laughs> oh, fell again. Uh, okay. Uh, mm. Yep, that's really funny. That's good. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I got, I got, look. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Oh, that's good. That's oh, I good. I hurt myself. Okay. Uh, sorry. Oh, my pants. Sorry. I got to figure Hey, nice one. You doubled up the uh, jokes at the end. Well done. Well <laughs> Thank done, Stacy. Nice. You've been working. Oh, All right. that fall hurt a bit. Uh, oh, so how's your patella? Uh, it's okay, I think. Maybe cool. the tendon's messed up. All right. And, uh, and Mackenzie. 
God, that guy's funny. It's just natural. Oh, man. All right. I'm laughing and I'm, Mackenzie, and I'm worried about things at the same time. You got 15 seconds to, uh, to show me how it's done. I am the destroyer. <laughs> 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 oh, he's, gonna, he's coming towards me. Oh, like hey, he shed his skin. Oh, you didn't tell me you had a partner, Mackenzie. Oh, that's hilarious. How did you do the thing with the giant bat wings, Mackenzie? That wow. was cool. I gotta say, Chuckles, you're you're just not funny enough. He's dead. Yeah, his, his whole bit was dead. <laughs> that was a good one, Mr. G. That was a good one. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, you made it through, Mackenzie. You made it through. You're uh, you're one of a kind. And uh, and congrats, Mackenzie. Hey, Stacy. Yeah, you made it through too. Wait. Yeah. Mackenzie, did you hear that? I made it too. I made it too. Guys, the audition's over. You don't have to keep. So, uh, if uh, if uh, you need any more help, uh, I'm here. And uh, first rule about model planes is. Uh, yeah. Have fun. Have fun. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Um, hey guys. Um, uh, I'm, I'm ready to do some model planes with you. Um, cause we're supposed to have fun. Uh, oh, and, uh, oh, I, I uh, forgot to say, sorry, uh, you, you sorry, kids, Dad. uh, yeah, there, sorry, there is going to be snacks later. Anybody Ooh, have, aller- any of oh, have allergies? Um, uh, um, oranges. I can't have oranges or any type of citrus. I can't, uh, if it has bee stings in it, I'm allergic to that. Dad, you moron! Bee stings aren't. I in have a things. ton of allergies. You know, you know, I know about yours. You know about all my. I know about. Do you know about my nut allergy? <laughs> I I've lived with you my whole life. I, I think I know. Do you know about my honey allergy? Yes. Okay, Dad. Do you, do you know about my peanut allergy? You you just said that one. Well, that was tree nuts. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Dad, <laughs> Dad, do you do you know about my gluten allergy? Oh oh, I am well aware. Okay. Um, Dad, oh, don't forget it. Don't forget about direct sunlight. Uh, don't yeah. forget about direct sunlight, Toby. Are you are you familiar with my allergy to fire smoke? That's why we don't go camping. Okay. And well, one of the many allergies. Dad, are you familiar with the allergy? You know what? I'm going to leave you kids to be able to. Dad, uh, are you just fa- are you be fa- up to familiar your with the, I, the um, allergy I, I have I, to dryer sheets? You guys are going to have fun. So, uh, I'm, Dad, I'm are, going upstairs. Are you familiar with okay, the, son. the allergy I have to colors? Mr. Williams, I forgot I'm also allergic to, to grass. Well, I won't make any Dad, food with grass. Dad, are you familiar uh, with I, the allergy I have to human touch? You know, I if there's pe- penicillin in the snack, I'm allergic to that too. Dad, and Dad, bad feelings, bad feelings too. Bad feelings make you break out. Are you familiar like with the allergy I have? At this rate, you guys are to, not going to be able to make your to model human planes. Hair. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I've got these are some real fun stuff. I'm allergic to physics. Dad, are are you, uh, Dad, are you, Dad, are you familiar with the allergy I have to rivers? <sighs> um, 
Dad? Yes? Are you? Um, hmm. Dad, are you familiar with that allergy I have to river rocks, not related to rivers? You mean metamorphic rocks? Yeah. Yeah. Just the ones from rivers, though. So more like limestone or sandstone? Yes. I don't know. Just a kid. I am leaving the... Okay, what? Are you familiar with the allergy I have to corrective lenses? (sighs) Son, I I really do appreciate your super swell. Dad? Uh, Are you familiar with the allergy I have to... You're ignoring your friends. Uh, Dad, could, Dad. <laughs> Are you familiar with the allergy I have to crowds? <laughs> and then we'll just fade to black and it'll be then to say Farley Brothers production. That's a, that's a really good idea. Okay. Yeah, I, I was uh, I listened to that entire thing. I wrote down the whole script. Well, this guy's out. Let's go make a fucking movie, guys. <laughs> wow. Me, uh, yeah. get back in my <laughs> Chief Wigan. Yeah. I quit. I'm gonna go make movies with my best friend and compadre, Derek. Oh no. My hospital is going to go under now. Come on, Derek. Let's go off into the sunset. Yeah. All right. Don't you forget about me. Don't, 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 don't. Fist in the air. Don't you. Yeah. Forget about me as you walk on by. A Farley Brothers production. And that's our show. Thank you to Emmett Cowan and Gregory Parks, the uh, a couple of actors and the producer from All Alone over at Huge Theater. Um, All Alone is unfortunately done at this point by the time you hear this show. Uh, however, it will be back, I'm sure, and you'll be able to see both of these guys doing their specific shows uh again soon hi i'm emmett and uh where i am now and the other shows uh herstronics mega wolf troubadour more and becky's oh becky's (laughs) Um, even more than that uh yeah we mentioned him in the episode and more rewind yeah be kind guys come on yeah be kind you can see more shows like this and a lot of other improv uh shows at Huge Theater, that's Huge Theater in Uptown Minneapolis, 3037 Lindale Avenue South. You can go to hugetheater.com to see what they have to offer or to take classes and participate, uh, which would be a great thing. Philip, what do you have going on these days? Well, one of the things that you can see at Huge that I am involved in is Neutrino at Huge on Saturday nights, 8 p.m. Uh, it is an improvised movie that we film while you watch the parts that we've filmed up to the point that you're watching it's it's insane guys mm-hmm. check it out yeah it's really really cool it's way cooler than what philip just said yeah uh, everything is <laughs> and as always you can uh check out youtube.com slash philip for yeah. all kinds of stuff yeah if you need to get your fill of philip okay. well philip and i are making a uh, comeback with emperor penguin coming up pretty soon which we're both really excited about yeah. we're going to be in the april monsters of improv uh which is going to be winding down here pretty soon uh, that's right he just announced that he's gonna end that show to 
take more time with his calves. That's right. Mike Dalaval and those sweet, sweet calves of his. And also, uh, I am in Troika. Um, although I may not be at this point by the time this is released. We'll see. Uh, that man. We were or are the Sultans of Silly. And uh, and then coming up in April, one of the groups that I coach, Mixed Messages, is uh, going to be playing again on Huge Wednesdays. So please go check them out. They'll be with four other groups, three other groups, and it will be excellent and money well, well spent. Philip, how can people get a hold of us? Send us an email, nextatbatpodcast at gmail.com. Like us on facebook.com slash nextatbat. Check us and other amazing podcasts out on noisepicnic.com. Go to iTunes, subscribe to our podcast, rate and review it, and let us know what you think about us. Uh, Tune in next week when we're going to have uh, several cast members and producers from Jester's Comedy Improv on the show, which we're really excited about. Mm -hmm. Lots of short form lately, Phil. Yeah. Until then, as always, uh, hug your best friend. It's Friendship Day. 